drink lots of water, exercise 90 minutes a day, and don't stray from that for the 21 days. And then take my, you know, get my lab results done again and see what happens. Mm -hmm. Just to prove it to myself, like I know I can change this. So I did that. But so I thought, well, what the heck? I'm just gonna cook my dinner every night on Facebook Live. Yeah. And I'm just gonna make my healthy plant-based thing on Facebook Live. And I'm gonna learn as I go how to do this. You are listening to Fort Worth Food Stories, brought to you by the Culinary School of Fort Worth. All right, welcome to Fort Worth Food Stories. I'm your host, James Cringe. I'm joined today by Chef Julia Dunaway from Chef Julia's Cooking Classes and Events. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. I'm, I'm really excited to get into your cooking classes, talk about your push for blue zones in Fort Worth and all of that. Uh, but I do want to start off with something else I read about you. Um, I saw that you were one of the first women to serve as a police officer in the United States Air Force, uh, which has to be a great honor. So you've always been kind of a bit of a pioneer, right? Well, I guess you could say that. That was um, back in the early 70s when the glass ceiling was there and Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of the career fields were not open to women. So I was not afraid to try and that served me well. So that kind of got me started. Yeah, it's it's amazing. And you did that for about 30 years, right, before you initially started this this second career. What was it about cooking that interested you initially to pull you away from uh, the military? Well, um, I wasn't a police officer my whole time in the military. That was just for four years. And then I went back to school and got a master's degree. And I I was a social worker, mental health therapist for 33 years. So totally different from what I do now. But toward the end of my military career, I wanted to um, learn to become a chef. Mm -hmm. So I attended culinary school at the Culinary School of Fort Worth and, and graduated in 2009. But it was because cooking was my hobby. Yeah. That was what I did for fun. And Food Network had just come out in the early 2000s when we were able to finally get it. Yeah. And so my husband and I would watch Food Network all the time. And I thought, oh, that looks like fun. <laughs> I could do that. I'm going to retire one day and then I'll become a chef and I'll you know, make food for people. And I yeah. thought it would be so much fun to make food for people. <laughs> so. And so did you envision it then when you did go to school and you're talking about making food for people, was it more of a hobby, mm-hmm. like people coming over or were you envisioning doing this as, as a No, I, when I retired from the military, my plan was to open up some kind of food business. Okay. I yeah. didn't know what, but in my mind, I thought I would be, um, you know, like some kind of personal or private chef and conduct dinner parties and events and, yeah. you know, cook for people and do it, you know, as a job, yeah, as and, a career. And I think what's neat, I'm glad you brought that up because I think a lot of the students that do come to the school here, um, they do come in with this vision of, of opening up a restaurant or mm-hmm. being a private chef mm-hmm. or uh, being an executive chef, whatever mm-hmm. it is. And, and you ended up going more in the teaching route. So how mm-hmm. was it mm-hmm. that you made that transition from the private dinners and the chefing to the interest in teaching? Well, I did the um, some private chef kind of stuff for a while because starting in 2009, after I graduated, I started doing some events and, and small things, but what I was still working until 2015 in my military career. Okay. So um, I realized that that wasn't really fun. It was a lot of work. Yeah. You know, catering and putting events together by myself because I didn't couldn't hire people at that time. So I realized it was mostly work and not a lot of fun. Okay. So then um, I decided I would do some classes because being a professional social worker and, you know, supervisor and the stuff that I did, I did a lot of 
teaching and classes and stuff, you know, throughout the years, that kind of thing. So I was comfortable talking to people. So I thought it would be fun to teach people how to cook. Yeah. So I had um, a setup in my home where people could come there and I would teach cooking classes and a lot of specialty things like Japanese food. I'm half Japanese, so yeah. I had a lot of interest in Asian cooking and specialty foods, barbecue, grilling, pizza making, just anything. And I had a really good clientele for several years doing that. Yeah. They would come to my house or I would go to their house and teach a class and I really enjoyed that. And I know you've talked about, um, you know, I think Japanese on your mom's side, right? Mm -hmm. And she used to do a lot of the cooking. Yes. Um, who are some of your other culinary inspirations? Well, my father too. My okay. father was, uh, he was a food service supervisor in the army. And so we traveled around. We lived in Germany and different parts of the United States. <clears throat> and he was really a good cook, but he was more of a cook, not a chef. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but he, he was really interested in that. So, you know, he inspired me too. And then, like I said, the Food Network, you know, <laughs> the stars on Food Network, the people that could cook really well, Emeril. And, yeah. You know, some of the early people that actually cooked back when it was more of a cooking channel. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think just the idea of... Um, people in New Orleans and you know just cities that had great food Savannah and you know places that we had been you know I just thought you know there was such good food around and California Napa Charleston you know everywhere we would go I would find this delicious food and so that inspired me too I just thought there's so much wonderful food in the world that I could be cooking yeah. and sharing with people so that was kind of you know what was behind yeah, my wanting to do that. Yeah, and I, I think it's such a, I'm glad you brought up the Food Network because I think mm -hmm. that was such an inspiration for so many people who mm -hmm. had grown up just eating maybe the same foods or whatever and they don't travel much, mm -hmm. but then this even allows you to travel mm -hmm. um, just virtually, which is, is pretty neat. Mm -hmm. So you, you had just mentioned um, that your dad was more of a, a cook than a mm -hmm. chef. So I just want to ask you, how would you define a chef compared to a cook? Well, he had to make food for the masses. So okay. it was more utilitarian food like I have to make you know gravy for 500 and I have to teach people how to make you know this this dish for so many people so they're more simple yeah not too much about appearance not too much about you know the subtle ingredients and fresh herbs and you know spices and that sort of thing so with it with a chef I think more of somebody who looks at the food with an eye for, you know, the beauty of the food, the taste, layers of flavor, good ingredients, um, locally sourced, really fresh, something different, something you could really look forward to eating as yeah. opposed to something you would just eat to have some fuel. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, so you're doing this, you're, you're kind of going along, you're doing the Japanese foods, the comfort foods, you're grilling pizzas, mm -hmm. all this delicious stuff. Then in 2017, you have this, this life shift where mm -hmm. you get into uh, working with the Fort Worth mm -hmm. Blue Zones project, mm -hmm. you become one of their chefs, um, and you begin to eat this predominantly plant-based diet. Now, for anyone listening that doesn't know what Blue Zones is, can you talk a little bit about what Blue Zones is and, and why you felt like it was right for you? Well, um, the Blue Zones uh, is a term It was uh, coined by the Dan Butner and the National Geographic travelers that determined that there were five areas in the world that had the highest population of people who lived to be 100 and were really healthy. And they were places like Sardinia, Italy, Icaria, Greece, Nicoya, Costa Rica, Okinawa, Japan, and Loma Linda, California. Okay. And in those places, they identified certain characteristics of what the population did 
to help them live to such a you know long um, <clears throat> late age in life yeah. without our western diseases and so the foods they ate were mostly a plant-based diet okay so not a hundred percent but 95 percent 90 to 95 percent so i was fascinated by that and even years before 2017 i had read a lot about the okinawa project by another group of scientists who were studying okinawa which has a high population of centenarians so i already knew quite a bit about that mm -hmm. and um <clears throat> You know, I was fascinated with the idea of the Blue Zones, and when Fort Worth started working on becoming a Blue Zone city, they were looking for chefs to do cooking demonstrations at various businesses and churches and community groups and meetings to show what, here's an example of a Blue Zone friendly dish, something yeah. made with beans, vegetables, greens, uh, fruit, whatever. So I did that for about a year and a half. Okay. Yeah, that's awesome. And what impact have you found that it's had on your life, mm -hmm. you know, three years out now eating and living this Blue Zones lifestyle? Well, I, I adopted the um, plant-based, you know, 90 to 95% plant-based mm -hmm. diet in 2017, August of 2017, because as I've gotten older, so now I'm 66, but when I was in my, you know, mid-60s, I started having problems with high cholesterol high blood pressure, and I have a family history of a lot of those issues. So okay. I knew it was coming, mm -hmm. and I thought, well, here we go. You know, genetics, maybe about 20% behavior is the other percentage of your health. So I thought, I could do something about this. I'm yeah. not going to die in my 50s like my brother or struggle with all the health issues that my mother and father also had. So I um, decided to really focus on a plant-based lifestyle. Okay. And I did that and got off the cholesterol-lowering medication after about a year and a half. And things were going pretty well. And I, I guess what happened more recently is in May of this year, um, you know, after a couple months of COVID, <laughs> but yeah. I, I was thinking, you know, my lab results weren't that good. Yeah. They were, my cholesterol had crept back up to like 211. Uh -huh. And um, my LDL was like 125. And it was just not that good. Yeah. And so I thought, oh, no, I'm going to end up going back on medicine if I don't take control of this a little bit better. I'm already plant-based. What the heck is going on yeah. here? So I decided to challenge myself to 21 days of eating nothing but whole food plant-based foods. Okay. You know, so, um, you know, meaning beans, greens, vegetables, fruits, nuts, seeds, um, whole grains, and drink lots of water, exercise 90 minutes a day, and don't stray from that for the 21 days. And then take my, you know, get my lab results done again and see what happens. Mm -hmm. Just to prove it to myself. Like, I know I can change this. So I did that. And three weeks later, you know, it was after three weeks and after May 18th, three weeks later, I got my lab work done and my cholesterol had dropped 41 points it's amazing. in three weeks. Yeah. So everything went down to like, you know, 170 total cholesterol, 98 LDL, mm -hmm. 199 uh, triglyceride, everything just went way down. Yeah. So I said, oh boy, it was something I was doing. I was eating way too many, you know, vegan dinners out at restaurants and uh -huh. kind of snacking on too many multigrain chips from Costco with too many, you know, uh, big bowls of hummus. And, <laughs> you know, even healthy food can make you fat. Sure. 
And so anyway, I ha- I never went away from my 21-day challenge. Now it's like day 192. That's unbelievable. And, and are there days where you want to? I mean, oh, is yeah, it tough yeah. for you? I've had a couple days where I strayed. Some like when we traveled a little bit, you know, we okay. went, you know, out of town. But um, I have lost nearly 30 pounds since wow. the beginning of the year. Yeah. And my lab work is great. My blood pressure's down. I don't have to worry about taking medication. And, you know, I feel really good. I walk five miles a day, yeah. every day. That's incredible. So, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that's what I do. Well, I started a support group on Facebook in May for the 21-day challenge. Mm-hmm. And um, that thing is going till now. Like, we started another 21-day challenge on Monday of this week. Okay. And I have new people all the time that jump on like there's 2,000 members of that group now okay and every time I start a new 21 day challenge new people start yeah. and um, what I do is I just provide encouragement and I post pictures of what I eat every day every meal mm-hmm. good or bad yeah even the stuff that I'm <laughs> like why did I eat that I've got to <laughs> post a picture of this <laughs> you know, thing that I know I didn't really want to eat. So, yeah. I'm, but I'm honest with them and say, you know, I didn't plan well. I ended up out, ended up, you know. I would assume a, that's probably just as helpful, right? Yeah, yeah, to yeah. know that it's okay um, if, yeah, you know, yeah. with these slip-ups. So. And I haven't, you know, just because of the slip-ups, I haven't gone back to my, I haven't gained back all the weight I lost, nor have my, you know, lab levels slipped because mm-hmm. of that, because I immediately the next meal get right back on track. So if, if there's someone that's wanting to do this 21-day challenge and, and maybe wanting to join your support group, can they just find you on Facebook or is it invite yeah, yeah. only? It's, it's called um, Chef Julia Support Group. Okay. You have to request to join and answer one question like, why do you want to join? And then okay. You can get on and there's no cost, nothing. Yeah. Now, I, I, I did write an ebook about the 21-day challenge and put all the recipes and instructions on how to do it in this ebook. Mm-hmm. Because after the first couple of them, people kept asking me the same questions over and over. Yeah. How do you make your greens? How do you, what do you eat for breakfast? So I thought, I'm just going to put together everything in one handy ebook, make it available on my website, and that way people know exactly what to do. They don't have to have that to do the challenge. Uh, the instructions are on that group. Okay. But a lot of people want very specific measurements and, you know, how do you eat your oatmeal and what do you put on your your food and uh-huh. what do I have for dinner? What do I have for lunch? So I have all that in okay. kind of easy to read format. Cool. That's great. That's great. Um, and I know that this shift wasn't just a personal thing for you. It was also a professional shift uh, as well, where you went from, from teaching these classes uh, with the foods we were talking about before to the more uh, mm-hmm. plant-based. What was the feedback that you got initially on that? Was there pushback? Well, I lost all my business pretty much. You did, really? In 2018, okay. I decided to go to have all my classes be plant-based. Well, all my normal people, fans, and regular customers quit coming. <laughs> so I had to cancel about half the classes in 2018. Okay. Then 2019, um, my classes were really good. I didn't cancel. I think I canceled one all year. That's and crazy. And the classes really picked up because I started posting more of my plant-based food on various, you know, forks over knives groups and mm. local groups. And so my word got around that I taught these plant-based classes. So people just realize that plant-based doesn't mean bland and mm, not right. tasty. Yeah. Well, so. and, you know, a lot of new movies had come out, you know, the forks over knives and mm-hmm. game changers and what the health and all these, you know, popular movies had been coming out that people had gotten a lot more information about plant-based and how it might reverse 
their health problems. It might improve their diabetes and heart disease and high blood pressure, cholesterol, and whatnot. So there was a, more of an interest. Yeah. And then in 2020, um, I had the busiest couple months of my whole shift, career shift. I had, I had about 10 events in February. Really? 10 yeah. different oh. private individuals came to see me for like an intensive private session, three or four hour session. People are flying in from around other places in the country to have a four hour workshop with me. That's great. But then COVID hit. Yeah, of and course. my whole business was people were coming to me to learn how to make this food. Yeah. But you had kind of you had kind of set yourself up nicely almost for COVID to hit because you had started that 50 videos in 50 days. Was that that was before the pandemic, right? Is... No, no, no. Um, right about the time it's the middle of March. Okay. We got told about the March 15th, 16th, stay at home, don't go yeah. anywhere and everything shut down. Yeah. And I was at home and I I hadn't really done much video because I always had this thought that I wouldn't be very good on video because <laughs> yeah. I'm not, you know, 30 years old. <laughs> you know, I'm, not, I'm not in that group, the yeah. glamorous group. I thought, I'm an old lady. Nobody wants to watch me do anything. But so I thought, well, what the heck? I'm just going to cook my dinner every night on Facebook Live. Yeah. And I'm just going to make my healthy plant-based thing on Facebook Live. And I'm going to learn as I go how to do this. And so the first day, it was like March the 17th was the first day of the 50 days. And I just said, okay, I'm gonna make savory tofu roast and green rice, it was St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. And I said, for St. Patrick's Day, we're gonna have this green rice and this tofu roast that looks like ham. <laughs> and so I just got on there and I made it. Well, all these people were coming on watching and leaving these nice comments like, oh, this is great, thank you. So I did that every day for 50 days. Yeah, and I, I, made, I mean, that is, that is, Props to you because that's a, a, an amazing foresight to just to just jump on that right away and, yeah. and obviously it was really successful so yeah. uh, I, I think that's really cool and um, you know just just going back to that 2018 time period where it sounds like it was it was a bit of a tough year mm -hmm. uh, for you where you're losing your clientele how do you persevere through something like that instead of going back to what you were doing in 2017 mm -hmm. that that was actually working yeah well I think it just has to do with commitment okay and identity and so you know it was important to me my values are more important than clients and customers yeah you know I thought well I would rather have a very small business of people that want to have really great health and age well and do what I'm doing than lots of people that want to come and eat things that I don't even eat anymore okay I don't want to encourage people to live the lifestyle that might lead to you know, some bad health issues later. Yeah. So I just thought, you know, just for my own value system, I'm just going to do whatever it takes to get through this and be true to myself. Yeah. And that, that worked for me because I just put more effort on uh, posting a lot more of my recipes and pictures of my food and posting recipes on my website and, and, and going out and doing things, doing cooking demonstrations and talking to people. I belong to the Texas Chefs Association. Okay. And I would go to all the meetings and say, hey, I, I grow vegetables, I make plant-based food, I'm trying to be healthy. And <laughs> everybody kind of associated, oh, you know, Julia's plant-based. And so I just worked on having that be my identity. Yeah. And I would think that teaching about something that you're more passionate about and that you actually believe in, you're probably changing more people's lives or actually teaching them better than if you were 
uh, still teaching the, the foods that you don't mm-hmm. eat anymore. So I, I think um, that makes total sense. And would you say that most of your clientele now is plant-based or people that are exploring it or people that just want to introduce some plant-based meals into their diet? Um, most of them, well, I teach Zoom classes now. Okay. So um, every month, once or twice a month, I have a class. And so uh, like I'm doing one Saturday called Plant-Based Soups. Mm-hmm. And 50 people have signed up and paid to attend that wow. on Zoom already. And okay. that, more people will filter in. But most of these people, they're people that have already started eating a 100% plant-based diet. And they want to continue. And some are just getting started but they want to be a hundred percent. That's their goal because they have health concerns. Yeah. You know, so many people are being told that they have high blood sugar, high blood pressure, high cholesterol. They're gaining weight. A lot of people have gained significant weight because of COVID-19. Yeah. Sure. They've been eating, you know, comfort food and sitting at home snacking too yeah. much. So no, most of the people I see really want to be plant-based and um, I do get people that are not sure. They're just kind of testing the waters. But that's a minority of the people that take my classes. Okay. Yeah, I th- that's that's cool. And it's cool that you've, you're building this uh, community. Mm-hmm. What has that shift like been for you as someone who, like you said, you never really did video until these, these 50 videos and, and now you're teaching exclusively on video. What's, what's that been like for you transitioning to that? Well, it was a, a little difficult at first because some of it was the technology. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a baby boomer, 66 years old. I'm mm-hmm. not in that group of people that live on, you know, TikTok and Instagram reels and yeah. you know, all the, the stuff that wasn't my thing. Although I learned new stuff every day. I was studying up on how to do Instagram reels the other day. But no, I had to kind of figure it all out because it's just me mm-hmm. alone I don't have any teenage kids living at home anymore my kids are all grown yeah. up and you know with COVID I couldn't invite all the grandkids over and say hey show me how to do this <laughs> so um, I had I just uh, got my nice computer fortunately I had gotten a, a MacBook Pro at the beginning of the year because one of my kids told me that's what I needed and I didn't even know how to use it very well <laughs> and I thought well I have a good computer I can figure this out so I just started doing it and then I have a friend who came over one day and he showed me how to up the game a little bit and I watched some videos on how to improve my lighting and then I got a wireless microphone and little by little it's improved to the point I got my husband to come in and be in the other side of the room with another computer answering questions during the class. Okay, great. Yeah. You know, and I send everyone a recording after the class is over so they can watch it at their leisure. Yeah. And I just, you know, I just learned as I went along to the point where, you know, I'm sure it's it's not polished and perfect like some people do it, but it works for me. Yeah. I just don't let perfection stop me. Yeah. You know, I, I'm just like, well... You know, I did the Facebook Live thing, not ever appearing in any kind of live videos, and people were very positive about it. So I thought, well, I'll just be myself and teach it like you were in my kitchen. And I always give more than you would expect. Like, Mm -hmm. I won't just, like the soups class has four soups and cornbread in two hours. Wow. And it's all, you know, having been a student here at the school, you know, I do all the mise en place. I know how to, to, I know the cooking techniques. I know how to cook fast. I know how to talk about food. So I'm able to get everything pre-done and 
go through it quickly and teach it to the people without wasting their time. Mm -hmm. So I get a lot of repeat customers because I think they think, okay, well, I learn techniques, I learn how to do things, I get good recipes, and it's fun. Yeah. Yeah, and I want to applaud you, first of all, because, uh, so my dad's a pastor back in New Jersey, and um, he had, they had never done any kind of online stuff, and they had to transition to online service, and it was kind of watching the behind the scenes of that, of uh, same thing, my mom is sitting there answering Facebook Live <laughs> comments and, and all that stuff, um, so I know how hard that is, and, and it's clearly going successfully for you. Um, with your classes, are these the kind of things where, are, first of all, are you seeing the people's faces on the screen? And then secondly, are they cooking along with you? Or are you literally just speaking into the, the camera and then they're kind of using it for, for later use as well? Well, it's kind of a, a combination. So I start every class by having a gallery view okay. of all the people attending. And it's usually, you know, anywhere between 40 and more people mm -hmm. minimum that actually attend it live. And I'll get everyone on the gallery view in the beginning before I start the official class. Welcome everyone. See how many people are cooking with me because some people cook with me. Okay. I send the recipes out ahead of time. Some people cook with me. Some people watch. Some people watch the recording. Okay. So then as soon as I welcome everyone, I then hit the record button and then I start the class. So while I'm doing the class, I don't interact with anybody my husband's taking questions and he's reading them out and I mm, answer the questions okay. and then when the class part is over I go back to the gallery view and have everyone show me what they made if they want to it's cool so they'll get on there and show me their food and their kitchen and whatever spend a few minutes doing that and then that's it I send everyone a recording and you know, some people will come back later and just buy the recording because they heard it was a good class or they yeah. see a dish from it and they'll say, oh, what is that from? They'll say, oh, that was made in the Zoom class, plant-based comfort food in October. Mm -hmm. They'll say, oh, I want to buy that class and they'll buy that class and recipe packet. So people can, yeah, okay, so you can purchase Yeah, you can go back. Classes. I have a list of all the classes I've taught. Usually there's one a month and um, I have all those recordings organized so that I could send the recording and the recipe packet for each of those classes. Do you have your uh, dinner videos available as well? The um, the 50 videos in 50 days, oh, are they uh, still out there as well? Those 50 videos in 50 days are on Facebook, just okay. on my cool. Chef Julia Facebook page. Okay. And I wrote an ebook called 50 Videos in 50 Days. Yeah. And that's available at my website. So we'll yeah. get the ebook, not yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> we'll, well, that we'll has all the, re the, the e fifty recipes, and that's yeah. actually got a huge. That's a, a lot of recipes, all with photos of each of the dishes. And cool. I think of all the th things I've done, that's my favorite because I go back to it all the time. I have I've printed it all out. Yeah. And I have it sitting there in my kitchen, and I'm always going back to it and saying, "Oh yeah, I made that." Because you know, <laughs> before awesome. that, all my recipes, a lot of them were in my head or they were on little pieces of paper. Yeah. Like a lot of chefs, I would have these great recipes, but they would just be scratched down on something in a folder somewhere. Yeah. And then when it, went, it was time to make it again six weeks later, I would say, well, I know one time I made that soup, but where did I put the, the <laughs> ingredients? So now I actually can find stuff. Well, I didn't even think about mm -hmm. that this had to be 50 different mm -hmm. types of mm -hmm. food every, yeah, you know, 50 yeah. different recipes, which is, yeah. is even more impressive. Um, you're clearly, you're having success with these Zoom classes. Uh, it's kind of probably opened up to some more customers that maybe mm -hmm. wouldn't have, mm -hmm. have attended. 
Um, do you envision when things get back to, to normal, quote unquote, mm -hmm. do you envision still doing the Zoom classes? Are you looking to get back to in-person or what's kind of the future look like for you? I think I'll do both. Okay. My plan is to keep doing the Zoom classes because that enables me, <clears throat> excuse me, to teach to people that are outside of the area. Yeah. And that they really, um, a lot of people were really excited when I started doing it because they had wanted to take classes from me for a long time, but they could never make the trip here mm. to take a class. So they were excited. So I'm going to keep doing at least probably one a month of the Zoom classes. And then I'll, then I'll probably do another class a month of in-person. Okay. And then the other thing, I have a long list of people that want to come for a private workshop. Oh, great. Like an intensive four-hour one-on-one -on -one where they I want to learn how to have a plant-based diet I want all the basics so I have a thing called plant-based basics mm -hmm. it's like a you know family or individual workshop where we make everything you need to know how to make to live a plant-based lifestyle yeah that's cool uh, my, my cousin's a vegan and I think the mm -hmm. thing that he struggles with the most is figuring out how to eat different types mm -hmm. of foods and kind of spice up his recipes. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to, to point him to this and, yeah, and let you. him know, um, you know, he can attend a class or whatever. And, and for other people that want to attend your classes or uh, buy your old classes mm -hmm. or recipes or the ebook or whatever, um, will you just plug where they can find all of that stuff and, and where they can find you on social media as well? Yeah, um, well, my website is chef-julia.com. Okay. And that has a, the first opening page has all the ebooks. And there's a link there to sign up for classes. Okay. And then on social media, my Facebook business page is called Chef Julia. And Instagram is at Julia Dunaway. Okay, perfect. Well, I'll put, mm -hmm. I'll put all of that in the description mm -hmm. for the show. So if you're listening, um, just look in the description and that'll all mm -hmm. be there. But uh, Chef Julia, thank you so much for coming on today. Mm -hmm. It was a pleasure talking with you and, and uh, congratulations, honestly, on all the success you're having uh, with all the shifts that have gone on in your life mm -hmm. uh, and, and you just keep having success. It's, it's inspiring to, to talk to you about it. So congratulations. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. That episode was brought to you by the Culinary School of Fort Worth. Culinary School of Fort Worth offers a nine-month program that has savory, baking and pastry, kitchen management classes, as well as a two-month externship that will be at the end of your nine-month program. If you are interested in learning more about the school or coming out for a tour, uh, you can call 817-737-8427. That's 817-737-8427. Or you can head to their website, csftw.edu. That's csftw.edu.